welcome to the Modern Hustle Podcast. I'm your host and intuitive biz bestie, Shannon Stewart. This is a podcast for spiritually ambitious women who are ready to balance out the hustle and flow in their life, grow and scale their business, and start choosing themselves so they can start living life on their own terms. I'm a lover of wine, the moon, and having good soul conversations. If you're ready to create an impact in this world, be inspired, and connect with other amazing women doing incredible things, then you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Modern Hustle Podcast. I am super excited about today's guest. We have Dr. Danielle Camiso, who is a naturopathic doctor helping women get glowing skin, balance hormones, optimize fertility, de-stress, and feel energized again. I'm super excited to ask you all the questions today. I have a lot for you. Um, So welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first podcast, FYI. No way. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. Breaking it in for you. I love it. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Of course. So I'm a naturopathic doctor. I work mainly with women, but I also work with men too. But basically what I do is I ask you everything under the sun and I help people get to the root cause of what's going on with their bodies. So anything from hormone imbalances to skin concerns, to autoimmune, to low energy, stress, anxiety, all of that. So basically we're very similar to medical doctors in a way we know how to diagnose, we know how to read blood work. And um, basically we get to the root cause and we help you uh, through diet, lifestyle, and the right supplements. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. I love it. So we're going to dive more into all that you do, of course. Um, But I like to open the show with some fun questions so we can all get to know you a little bit more. Um, So first of all, I want to know what you're grateful for today. Wow. Um, Okay. That's a great one. I'm grateful. I think this week, especially I've been super grateful for the fact that I'm able to practice during these crazy times and every day I get to help women feel better about themselves and just have better health. And that's truly, honestly, what I'm grateful for almost every single day. Mm, Yeah, that is definitely a good one to be grateful for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I even think the same thing with myself. I'm like, I'm so grateful that I do what I do. And that I was in this whole online space before all of this even happened and that yes. I've already established myself and it's like, it's yeah, I have to be grateful. It's just, it's so incredible. Yeah. Um, so do you have a morning ritual? And if so, what is it? I do. I have a morning and a night ritual, but we'll do the morning. <laughs> I want to know the night one too. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with my night one. <laughs> Ooh, I definitely want to know. <laughs> so every morning I wake up, I always have a big glass of water on my bedside table. So I try to drink that just to kind of kickstart the metabolism a little bit. I always go downstairs, have my coffee with nut milk. I was doing matcha oat milk lattes for a while, but everything in moderation. So I need to take a break from that. Um, And then I go um, to my bed, which I know isn't the right thing to do. I tell all my patients don't work in bed, but I always go back to bed and drink my coffee, return emails, get myself ready for the day ahead with all my patients. And then I get ready for clinic, depending on what clinic I'm working at that day, make my smoothie and 
head out. So yeah. nothing too exciting, but. No, I like that. So I want to ask you about the matcha. Like why I'm a, I have a matcha every single day. So why are you saying it in moderation? Is it bad for you? No, it's not. I, I was having it every single day and I just felt like my, I always have, every couple of months, I always change things up a little bit. And that's just my personal preference. It's not what anyone else should do. If you're loving the matcha, go for it. It has amazing benefits. It's super high in antioxidants. It's calming, but it also gives you energy. So it's a really good thing to have. Yeah. Nothing bad about it at all. (laughs) (laughs) And then what's your evening ritual? So I'm obsessed with sleep, like obsessed. So I always go to bed and wake up at the exact time every night. Um, I always try to go to bed or like get ready for bed as early as humanly possible. (laughs) And I always have a relaxing uh, herbal tea with some chamomile and lavender in it. Mm -hmm. I make sure I do my nighttime skin routine. And then I always have a magnesium supplement because it's a natural muscle relaxant. So it helps you with sleep quality. Um, and then if I'm stressed, I'll take um, a supplement with some melatonin and some L-theanine in it, which stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. So it really helps me relax if I'm feeling a little bit extra stressed. But yeah, I, I honestly have like nine hours of sleep every night. I'm addicted. Mm. I need it for in order for me to feel my very best every single day. But I just, I love my nighttime routine because I love sleep so much. <laughs> <laughs> so what time do you go to bed? Um, I go to bed. I'm probably like in bed by nine 30. I'm asleep by 10, 10 30. So not super early, but, um, but yeah, it's perfect for me. It works for me. So. Mm. Yeah. I noticed that I definitely need, I'm good with eight hours and anything less than eight hours. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, like last night I got six and a half hours. I think it was because I went to bed too late and I get up at five o'clock every day okay. and my morning is like non-negotiable. It's like, I got to get up at 5am every single day because that is the only time I get alone time where literally everybody's sleeping. So yeah, Yeah, I know that's why I'm a little bit nervous. No kids yet for me, but when that happens, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I, if you would have asked me even last year, if I'd start waking up at five, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. No, but I've, re- I've come to really enjoy it because there sure. is peace all around me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me. And yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, so what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. So I hate to say it, but I guess that what, that's what makes it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> but the bachelor, um, I have a love hate relationship with this show. I get embarrassingly excited about Mondays, um, but I'm not a fan of the content. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> um, I think I, what I love about it is it makes, it takes me away from reality for a short time. And I get sucked into this world where buying for a man or woman's attention is the only thing that matters. <laughs> it's fun to chat about with friends. And it definitely a stress management technique for me when I'm super busy in my life. So I feel the same way. That is definitely, that's my guilty pleasure as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I really enjoyed last season. It was just like so random. And then this season, I'm just like, I don't know, like I'm watching it and it's good, but it's not like 
wowing to me. And I feel like, I don't know, the girls might just seem super young. I have no idea, but I'm just, or I like, I don't even know. It's just something about it. I'm just like, it's good, but it's not like I can distract myself while watching it this season. Right. Yeah. I feel like the last few seasons for me are just so dramatic, but not in the real dramatic sense. Mm -hmm. There's fake drama Mm -hmm. that they're just pulling things out of hats and seeing what sticks it seems yeah and I think that's why it just it's not as authentic like if you go back to like Jillian Harris's season it was so real and these people were thoroughly wanting to meet their future husband or wife and now it just seems like Instagram fame (laughs) or something like uh (laughs) I don't remember her name but the queen Oh my gosh. I (laughs) I was like, why does she even get picked to be on the show? I I don't get it. (laughs) I know. It'll be so interesting to see her on the women tell all. Yeah. It's going to be a cat fight for sure. (laughs) Um, So speaking of TV shows, um, what sex in the city character do you relate to the most? (laughs) So this is actually a thing with my group of friends. There's four of us and we all have our one character with my character. It's a bit of a joke with all of us. Not that this, there's anything wrong with this character at all, but I'm a Miranda (laughs) and I'm a Miranda in the way that I am extremely career oriented and am the level-headed one of the group. If you will, I always tell it like it is. I'm super honest with you, even if it's not something that you want to hear. Um, But as for career, like that's my main thing in life. I've worked towards becoming a naturopathic doctor until I was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. My career is such a huge part of my life. I work extremely hard to be where I am today and it's literally a dream. But uh, yeah, I think Miranda, it is. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I think people are shy away from saying Miranda because she's kind of a (laughs) dork in a way. But well, that's why it's a joke because all her old outfits and like her mushroom (laughs) cut, we always send each other Instagram memes of her because it's so like she was so ridiculous. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with being a Miranda. It's fine. I love it. Oh man. So I want to dive into everything that you do. Um, and I have some questions from my audience as well that want to be answered. So for those of, because not everybody knows what a naturopathic doctor is. Can you explain to us even what that is? Yeah. So we go to four years of medical school, basically, just as a medical doctor would. We have an undergraduate degree in order to get into naturopathic school. So it's very science-based um, and we can be primary healthcare practitioners, um, but I really like to work with medical doctors. But basically what we do is we spend that time with you. So my initial is an hour long And we sit and we chat about every aspect of your health from diet to stress, to your periods, um, to your digestion, sleep, everything. And then at the end of every appointment, we usually do some blood work. So there's that science aspect of it. I walk you through everything when it comes to blood work. So I sit there, even if everything looks okay, I sit with you and I say, okay, this is what this is all about. And this is where I like to see it so that you walk away feeling 
super confident and empowered about your health, knowing exactly what's going on with your body. And we work through um, diet changes, lifestyle changes, and then high quality supplements in order to get to that root cause and treat you and do preventative medicine, all of that. So it's really a whole body, whole experience. You have a really good relationship with your naturopath and I support you throughout your journey. Mm, I love that. And I love that you even said that you like working with doctors Mm -hmm. because not always do doctors want to work with a naturopath, right? Like it's usually the other way around. Um, And my mom has MS and she has a naturopath, but her naturopath and her doctor work together, which I had never heard of before. And I was like, that is so fantastic because they're, they both have their purposes. There's not one that's better than the other. You both are there. You guys are both awesome Mm -hmm. in your in your expertise, right? Exactly. Yeah. I love that that Mm. your mom has both and they work together. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned high quality supplements. I want to talk about this because I'm a super (laughs) huge fan of going to the health food store and getting my vitamins and spending Mm -hmm. X amount of dollars on the vitamin D, the C, the whatever, but not a lot of people look at it like that. They're like, but I can go to Costco and I can get my vitamin D that's massive bottle for $5 or whatever. (laughs) So can you like, like, what is the difference between buying a quality vitamin or supplement versus one that you can get at like a drugstore or Costco or something like that? And what is a good quality vitamin or supplement? Sure. Yeah. So I know, I think that that's something that's so prevalent right now everyone like you can go to shoppers you can go to any store and get anything for cheap and I have a lot of that with my patients too well why can't I buy this because it's a lot cheaper than the one that you are suggesting for me so with lower quality supplements there's if you look at the ingredients it what really matters is the therapeutic dose of every single item that's in that supplement. So every herb or vitamin, the therapeutic dose. So naturopaths know how much um, is recommended for you, depending on what your symptoms are and what you're experiencing. So that's something to really consider the type of, and the form of the vitamin or mineral or herb. So For example, when it comes to prenatal vitamins, it's really important to have folic acid. You always hear folic acid, folic acid, but what's actually really important is the form of that folate to be a methyl form. So methyl is more absorbable in the body and not everyone absorbs um, folic acid. So the forms of those specific vitamins and minerals are super important too. And then if you look at the non-medical ingredients, the fillers. So sometimes there's like caramel color or random things in those non-medical ingredients that isn't necessary, but it's just to kind of fill the supplement. Um, So those are things that are super important. So even though things are cheaper, that doesn't mean that it's better at all. It really matters what's in your actual supplements because there's even some prenatals that have like shellac in them like it's ridiculous so that's why it's so important to work with a naturopath because they can help you um, with the right high quality supplements to take that is wild shellac i know i know know. 
You're growing a human. Why are you consuming shellac? That's what I'd like to know. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So it's important to read the labels basically. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. Huge for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are some like must haves every single person must be taking these supplements every single day of their lives? Okay. So I'll tell you my top three for women, top three in general. But of course I have to preface this with always talk to a naturopathic doctor or a healthcare practitioner before ever self-supplementing. My favorites are a B complex. We need all of our B vitamins for all of our cellular processes. It has a direct correlation with our, our mood, our energy. So that's super important. And actually fun fact, if you're on the birth control pill, it actually depletes all of our B vitamins. So next I would say if you are a menstruating female and iron is super important because we're losing iron every single month when we bleed um, and making sure that it is paired with a vitamin C because that helps absorb it. I'm gonna say four now, not three. Um, a fish oil or a high quality omega-3 is really important as well. It's important for decreasing overall inflammation. It's important for our brain health, our joint health, everything. Um, and then magnesium. So magnesium is something I love. Like I said, I take it every night before bed. And most of us are actually deficient in magnesium. We don't get enough of it through our foods. Mm-hmm. And again, it's another one that is depleted by the birth control pill. So those are my faves. Hmm. Okay. You didn't mention vitamin D. So I, with vitamin D, I, it's, it's tough. So I, of course, it's very, very important, especially with our winter months in Canada. And most of us are deficient in vitamin D, but I always test vitamin D levels before I ever supplement with it. So that's really important. And honestly, 95% of my patients are really low in vitamin D. It is super important. It is. And yes, we can add that to the mix, but (laughs) But, um, yeah, but I think actually the others are my top. And then I would obviously do testing with the vitamin D because I like to test before ever supplementing with that one. It's interesting you say that because uh, a couple of weeks ago I asked my doctor, cause I, I go regularly for, well, I should be, <laughs> I'm overdue to get my iron tested. Cause I okay. am anemic. And for some reason, my body just cannot absorb iron. So I have to take, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a pharmaceutical one. I hate it. It's a red little pill. I hate taking it. I want my body to be able to absorb and I don't understand whole nother, whole nother conversation there. Mm -hmm. But I asked her if she could add on to my list to get tested for vitamin D and you can't do that unless you pay for it. I I found out. And she said, just, just know that you are um, low in vitamin D. So just take vitamin D. I'm like, Oh, okay. So now I take vitamin D every single day on top of my iron and right. Uh So, yeah. So that's the thing. If you don't have a family history of osteopenia or osteoporosis, you have to pay for your vitamin D to get it tested. 
Um, I think it's for me when I, so with all of my blood work, it is out of pocket for my patients mm -hmm. because naturopaths aren't covered or OHIP, but, um, I think it's $35 to get it done. So it's not oh. terribly expensive. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, you could always say I'm open to paying for it next yeah. time, but yeah, I guess I, in my head, I thought it would be like hundred dollars to go and get tested no, because no. whatever, but that's, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I want to, I think I want to talk about autoimmune for a second here. Okay. So autoimmune is a very, very common thing. Um, that I find at least amongst people that I know, it's a very common mm -hmm. thing that somebody has some sort of autoimmune issue. Right. Does this sometimes, and you might not even know this answer, but could this, or can this does this, sometimes be linked to emotional states that people are going through in their lives? Uh, I would say yes, in a way, like yes and no. So it really depends on the person. Everyone is so different. Um, I have, the reason I became a naturopathic doctor was because of my own autoimmune concerns. Mm -hmm. So I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at the age of nine. Basically what that is, is like any autoimmune, it is your body is basically attacking itself. Your body thinks that if there's foreign cells, so it attacks itself in various ways. So with this one, it attacked my joints, causing inflammation, stiffness, and a ton of pain. Um, but I do think everyone has a different story, right? And stress is such a huge cause of illness these days. And I definitely think that it's very possible to have a stressful event or a traumatic event and you end up getting, or, you know, having an autoimmune concern after that traumatic event. Um, I do think it's very possible. I'm trying to kind of run through my patients in my mind and I can probably say a couple have experienced a situation like that. So I guess, yeah, in a nutshell, yes. I guess yeah, it could be a possible. trigger. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cause then there's stress that is added into that and your cortisol skyrockets. So interesting. So when people are going through stressful, just going through life, life is stressful, especially right now for people, it yes. can be very stressful and people don't all know how to manage stress or maybe they're feeling stressed, but they don't realize they're feeling stress. Mm -hmm. That is me. Yes. Um, so very common, how, very common right? <laughs> yeah. How can people manage stress, keep it at a, at a low level and also help with anxiety? Cause I find that anxiety is quite huge for people too. Definitely. So yeah, stress and anxiety are huge right now. I mean, they've always been big, but I think right now it's more prevalent. Um, I will always say, of course, see a naturopathic doctor, because I think that that's honestly really important. You get individualized care. And like I said before, not everyone is the same. Every single person I treat completely differently than the one before. So what might work stress management wise for one person may not work for the next. But I always like to, if I have a patient that's experiencing a lot of stress or anxiety, I like to do that blood work, depending on what they say. 
um, they're feeling. So I like to look at their AM cortisol. Um, so that's huge. So usually it's going to be, depending on whether it's super high or super low, I provide them with the right supplement for that. And then stress management wise, I always like to provide a bunch of options stress management wise. So Routine is super important. Self-care is massive. Um, making sure that you schedule time for yourself, if not every day, at least once a week. Um, kind of knowing what your stressors are. I always ask with all of my patients um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most, where are your stress levels at? What are your causes of stress? What does stress look like for you? What do you experience symptom wise in your body? And what are your stress management techniques? And most of the time, no one, people don't have those stress management techniques. So I always say to um, establish what works for you. The Calm app is amazing during stressful times. Um, meditation can work for some people, not for others. Um, movement exercise, whether that looks like an intense workout or a walk outside getting outside and getting away from your um, stressful you know situation and kind of doing it almost like a meditation walk is one of my favorite things to say so going outside and focusing on what you see so looking around oh there's snow on the trees or i hear birds chirping um there's a kid over there playing that house looks like this, that car looks like this. See, just describing in your head what you see, but also describing what you're grateful for mm -hmm. and getting yourself, your head out of that to-do list and out of that anxiety and stress and into like the present moment and all of that. So I think that that's really important. I also love Epsom salt baths. Those are really calming. So just kind of figuring out what works for you, I think is really important. Mm, yeah. So interesting that you said that meditation doesn't work for everybody. Cause I've heard this from people before they're like, I tried meditating. It doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So why is that? Again, it goes back to everyone is so different. Um, with meditation, sometimes it can cause people more anxiety because people can't always get everything out of their head. I mean, it does take a long time to get to a point where you are good at meditating. Um, and it meditation looks different on everyone too, right? I mean, I'm not a person that can sit there um, and meditate like the typical meditation would look like. For me, meditation is going for a walk meditation is doing a really um, calming yoga class. Um, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when people try to get out of their head, they get too much in their head. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That makes so much sense. So is there like, so those are really good things that people can be doing on a consistent basis. Um, like going for a walk and recognizing the things around you, describing in your head. I really love that. Mm -hmm. I really love that. Um, is there things that they should be doing? Like, does food have anything to do with it? Is there ways that they can be eating to combat that stress and anxiety? Yeah. I mean, diet is huge and not necessarily 
In a roundabout way, stress and anxiety, but I find that how we eat really affects our mood. So yes, it does affect our stress and anxiety. Um, making sure to nourish your body as much as possible. And that to me always looks like a very colorful diet. I find that we tend to move towards a beige diet a lot of the time where it's like the breads, the cereals, um, all of those carby things that don't actually provide you any nutrients. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that you are eating a super colorful um, diet. I always say kind of look at your plate and make sure that half of that plate is some form of or multiple forms of vegetables, at least one dark leafy green, a quarter of your plate a, um, a protein of some sort, and then a quarter, um, a, co a complex carbohydrate. So that's a simple carbohydrate is a processed um, white bread. So a complex would be like a quinoa or a brown rice, um, like a chickpea pasta, that sort of thing. And just trying to know what you're putting in your body and stay away from those processed foods and those simple sugars and uh, simple carbs, um, I think is really important. Mm. So, okay, let's talk about foods and feeding your kids. So <laughs> kids are, some kids are fantastic eaters. Some kids are not fantastic eaters. So when you say to have at least one dark, dark uh, vegetable, leafy vegetable on your plate and all of that, like I can make kale chips and my kids will eat them, but mm -hmm. how are you, like, how are you supposed to incorporate, maybe supposed to, isn't the right term, but how can you get your kids to eat more of these nutrient foods and not give them toast in the morning for breakfast and not give them cereal? I'm not a fan of cereal personally, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so hiding things in foods is really great. So what I love about spinach and kale and like those dark leafy greens is they don't actually taste like anything when you blend them up and put them in things. So, and then even with toast, making sure that it's a sprouted grain toast and not a white toast mm -hmm. because those are more nutrient dense. They're fermented. So it's easier on the digestive system. Um, but hi, I honestly hiding things in the foods, like making a smoothie and throwing a bunch of spinach in it and they will never know the difference. Same with when you're doing like pastas, you can kind of like blend spinach or kale or greens up into that sauce mm. and they won't know the difference. Um, so kind of just, and then making sure that they're seeing how much you are enjoying your food too. And seeing like they lead by example, like you lead by example, right? They're going to see, you know, um, you eating really, yummy foods that they might not like, but if they see that you're really enjoying them, that that might be a really good example for them too. And trying to give your kids what you eat on a regular basis too, instead of kind of making them a special meal, because then maybe they'll know, okay, mom's going to make me a special meal. So maybe I'm going to say, I don't like this. So trying to just kind of 
feed them as you would feed yourself as much as possible. And then, yeah, hiding things. Yeah, that is my biggest challenge is honestly, because my kids are ready to eat at 5 p.m. every single night. I am not. <laughs> right. Yes. That is my biggest challenge. Yeah. But I remember growing up, my dinner with my mom would always be at five o'clock, would eat together five o'clock every night. And mm-hmm. like now that I'm a mom, I'm like, I don't know how you do that or did that. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I know, so I am so that true. mom that will make a meal for my kids. They'll eat. I'll put them to bed. And then my husband and I will eat later. Okay. We do like to do at least one meal a week together, which is generally tacos. Cause my kids love eating tacos. Mm-hmm. They love putting it together and like putting yeah. the walk. And we do a, uh, yam, like a yam filling. So they'll put a oh, few nice. yam in there. That's our meal that we usually eat together though. Yeah. 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 I would say then hiding things as much as possible. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll try and do that. Yeah. Let tomorrow. me know how it goes. Because <laughs> they are, they are smoothie kids every single okay, day. Perfect. So yeah. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. So a question that uh, was given, um, through my Instagram DMS was, this was the question. Um, my weight problem is related to hormone and cortisol. What do I do? So I have so many questions. (laughs) Um, So is her cortisol too high? Is it too low? Did she get her cortisol tested? Um, I would want to know. So cortisol is a curve throughout the day. So when we wake up in the morning, our cortisol is the highest or it should be the highest. And then it slowly decreases throughout the day. And then in the evening, when we're the most tired, it, um, will be the lowest and then our melatonin will um, start increasing. So they kind of have a, um, an opposite um, relationship. With cortisol, stress is always related to cortisol, of course. It is always um, a, a blocker of weight loss for the most part. And sometimes that means working through those stressors and working through that emotionally, because that could be blocking you literally from losing weight. Um, but it's also, it, I would honestly say work with a naturopath to try to get to the root of that. Mm. It could be, is it cortisol? Is it thyroid? Is it like, what are you eating throughout the day? Are you, um, are you, moving your body? Like, is there something more going on than just this cortisol? And what does this cortisol look like? So, like I said, everyone is so different and it's really hard to provide a really easy answer Mm -hmm. to most questions because everything has so many layers to it. Um, cortisol is definitely one of them and weight of course is a huge one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And that's the number one question that most women want to know. Yes. I think men do too. They just don't vocalize yeah, it. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. So another question was how much water should we be drinking a day? So this is, I would say at least 1.5 to two liters a day, at least. Um, if you're working out and you're sweating more than that, Um, but then making sure that you're having electrolytes to replenish your cells. So, um, 
Yeah, 1.5 to 2 at least. And then more if you are working out or doing something, especially in the summer, more in the summer when you're sweating outside. But water is huge. Um, I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. The only way I find that I can drink enough water is with a mason jar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how big this is, but um, yeah, it's the only way. But I'm honestly debating going on Amazon and buying one of those like ginormous yeah. things that give you like the times on I it. Know. And it has a straw, which I find will just be so much easier to drink water because yeah. I really want to get to between three to four liters a day. Okay. I want to flush out my toxins. I want to lose weight. Like I want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so hard to drink so much water though. That's <laughs> or just a lot drink of in water. general. That's a <laughs> lot of water. Four, I yeah. I like, if I get to two liters a day, I'm like, pat on the back. Good job. Oh, for sure. Two liters is, is great. And that's what I always aim for every single day. I probably have more because I'm obsessed with water. It's the only thing I drink. Um, and I'm, you know, I feel like I always need it. Like I have a thing where I have to have it near me all of the time, or I, I don't know, it it might be, (laughs) it's a healthy addiction. (laughs) Yes, I guess so. (laughs) So can you drink too much water and then retain water and then you get all bloated and stuff? So I think it's possible, but I do think that most 99.9% of people don't drink enough. Mm. So I don't know if that's common, but one thing to note is always being thirsty and always, and still drinking a ton of water. That's a sign that you might need to see a doctor um, or you're just not having enough electrolytes and the water is not actually going into the cell. So if you're drinking a lot, you're peeing a lot and you're super thirsty, um, chat with a doctor about that because that could be something more. Mm, Good tip. So let's move into talking about skin. So I love skincare. I love skin products. I love everything about skin, but I would love to know like you. Okay. First of all, say so so many questions. My brain is just buzzing right now. (laughs) So you do something called facial acupuncture. Yes. What is that? Oh, it's my favorite thing on the planet. (laughs) So it's facial rejuvenation acupuncture. So basically what it does is, so you, I'm sure everyone's heard of body acupuncture. It's in uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Naturopaths are actually trained for four years in school um, on traditional Chinese medicine. And facial acupuncture is something that it was an extra course at my school. And I jumped at the chance to do it. Um, basically, it is an alternative to Botox. So it is a natural form of Botox. It helps to minimize fine lines and wrinkles. It helps to increase collagen production, which we lose a percentage of every year after we turn 22. Um, And it helps to plump the skin. It helps to improve the elasticity of the skin. It can help with rosacea, acne. It's amazing. But basically the whole theory behind it is the needles in the face trick the body into thinking that there's injury to the skin. And this stimulates the healing cascade. Um, It increases blood flow to the area and um, promotes collagen production. So like I said, we lose collagen as we age, which is why we, our skin starts to sag. We start to get those fine lines and wrinkles. 
but I've, uh, I've had amazing results with this uh, particular treatment. It's incredible. It's actually the most popular treatment in my practice right now. I do see a lot of health concerns, but right now I'm seeing, I think 75% facial acupuncture. So uh, people are loving it. So it's amazing. That's cool. I know. I yeah. wish that I was where you are so I could get it done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so what are some other ways? Obviously, we got to come and see you to do facial acupuncture. But what are some other ways that people can get that glowing skin that they want? So, of course, hydrating hydrating through water intake, but also hydrating your skin. So making sure that you, I mean, everyone's skin is different, same with health, but um, making sure that you find the right products that work for you to hydrate your skin. So hyaluronic acid is an amazing hydrating serum um, and Rose, organic rosehip seed oil is also really great or finding a facial oil that works for you. Um, I use um, rosehip seed oil for my treatments as well. Um, also with my treatments, I do facial cupping, jade rolling and gua sha. And those are all things that help um, improve the skin, um, plump the skin, improve the circulation, sculpt the skin or the face, um, and help with relieving any muscle tension. So doing things like that at home, just having a really good skincare routine. Um, and then you could always, of course, talk to a doctor before, but always, um, do supplements for skin. So collagen supplement or collagen powder is really great to increase your collagen production, um, in the body and it'll help the skin, hair and nails as well. Mm, okay. So gua sha let's, yeah. uh, I have one. It's like right over there Yeah. <laughs> and I don't use it every single day, but sometimes I'll like when I'm, I wash my face, I'll go down and the TV's on. I'll just like start doing it. So there's obviously a specific way that you should be doing it, but mm -hmm. also what is the purpose of it? Like, is it so like the, if you use like a facial uh, oil or uh, moisturizer, whatever you choose, it, does it also help penetrate into the skin? Yes. So all of those tools help um, improve the absorption of the moisturizer, the serum or the oil that you're using. Mm -hmm. It helps to bring circulation to the skin, which will help with that glowing um, look. It will help with depuffing the skin. So it helps with lymphatic drainage. So, um, you always go like up and out. Um, I actually have a video on my Instagram. If anyone wants to go check it out, shameless plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, it helps with, uh, muscle tension. So at the beginning of uh, COVID, I was kind of what well, we weren't able to work for a few months. I was home. I was on the screen all the time. I was getting a lot of tension in my eyes and my eyebrows and a lot of headaches. So I would get in there and, um, penetrate those muscles and loosen up those muscles to help, um, with my headaches. So it helps with headaches. Um, it helps sculpt the face, lymphatic drainage, 
Um, but yeah, it's been around for centuries. It's, um, it's amazing, amazing tool. So how does it sculpt your face? So because you're using, it's a flat stone, right? So it helps with loosening those muscles. It helps with that. So with lymphatic drainage, you can, if you wake up puffy, um, it's because there's the lymph is just like hanging out in your face and you need to kind of, um, drain that lymph. So that's how it'll kind of make it look more sculpted is by loosening those muscles, um, and, um, the drainage of the lymph as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is it good to do it twice a day? You can do it twice a day. Yeah, you can do it. I would say it's also a really cold, if it's a, um, the right stone, if it's a jade stone or rose quartz, it'll naturally be very cold. So it'll actually help wake you up as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so you could do it morning and night. Um, if you do it daily, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And with a roller, like a jade roller or whatever stone it is, um, those you're supposed to roll up as well. You're not supposed to go back and forth. Correct. Yes. Okay. I find that the roller is just too intense on my forehead. Okay. That's why I like the, the gua sha better. Yeah. I know it's, it's, I, I prefer the gua sha as well. I find it's just like easier to use and I find it gets deeper into muscles. I always, with my facial acupuncture, I always get into that, those jaw muscles because they can be super tight. TMJ is huge right now. Most of my patients are experiencing it. They clench um, or they hold all their tension in their jaw. So doing circular motions around your jaw muscles is really nice too with the gua sha. That's a good point. I have to wear a mouth guard to bed. Okay. And I think I've cracked it. Oh my gosh. I know. I just looked at it the other day and I was like, oh my God, there's cracks in it. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> I got some work to do. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So last question before we wrap up moving into spring, people want to feel good. They want to look good. They've been on lockdown or wherever they're living is whatever's going on. What are some things that they can do to feel their best selves moving into spring where, you know, more skin is showing the they're outside with the sun, like Give us your tips. All right. Let's see. I'm thinking about myself and what I, what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've been thinking recently, oh my gosh, summer's coming and we've been locked up for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've personally been making just my health and my wellness a priority, self-care a priority lately. So I've been just trying to focus on moving my body because I know that it has so many amazing benefits on every aspect of my life, uh, mental health, physical health, energy, everything. So trying to move your body as it's getting nicer. Um, I know in Ontario, it's finally, we hear some birds chirping. So I think <laughs> things are looking pretty good over here. Um, getting outside more and doing at least a 30 minute walk if you can um, five times a week starting slow I always say with any goal is to always start really slow and be really specific with your goals so okay I want to start a workout regime because summer is coming 
don't say, okay, I'm going to work out five times a week. And if you only do two, you're upset and you, you know, it, you stop everything altogether. So I always say, start really slow. So start with two days a week, pick those days, pick those times, schedule it into your schedule and um, increase after you've done two times a week for two weeks, increase to three um, and then kind of just prioritize yourself. So that's something that I find is really big in my practice right now. I have the busiest I've ever been because I feel so many women are finally prioritizing their health because maybe some people have a little bit extra time, maybe a little bit extra money because they're not going out and having dinners and drinks and all of that. Um, So I would say prioritize your health, focus on yourself, find what works for you, find a naturopath if you can that you love and you have a great relationship with. And yeah, moving your body, I think would be the best and sleep. Sleep is wonderful. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. So how can people work with you? So I am an Ontario licensed naturopathic doctor. So if you live in Ontario, it doesn't matter where I have a virtual practice. So I can see you virtually anywhere you live in Ontario, which is my favorite thing that's come out of this year. Um, And if you live in Oakville, Ontario or St. Catharines, Ontario, you can work with me in person at my two practices. So um, that's where they can find me. My Instagram is Dr. Danny Camiso, and you can follow me and chat with me and uh, we can figure something out to work together, hopefully. Amazing. I love it. So I'll put everything in the show notes for everybody on um, your social handles, your website, all of the above. Perfect. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing so much knowledge with us today. And I'm literally going to go and wash on my face <laughs> <laughs> and finish drinking my water. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I broke the ice for you. So yeah, uh, you're welcome on so anytime. Fun. Amazing. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Okay. Well, everybody, we will chat to you guys all later and I'll link everything in the show notes and I will see you online. Perfect. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please take a minute to give me a review, rate me five stars and subscribe. Also, when you share this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me, I'll send you a private link for my 2021 lunar cycle guide that includes journal prompts for each moon phase, monthly affirmations, and the time and date of where the moon is in each zodiac sign. Your moon goddess status is about to go to the next level. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at themodernhustle.ca and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Love you and see you next week.